Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Inclusive Class Podcast. Through interviews and discussions, it's our goal to explore the promise and practice of inclusive education. I'm Nicole Erdix, and I'm one of your hosts for the show. I'm a parent, inclusion teacher, and creator of the online resource, theinclusiveclass.com. And joining me here on the Inclusive Class this morning is my co-host, Terry Morrow. Hi, Terry. Good morning, Nicole, and welcome to all our listeners. I am Terry Morrow. I'm the author of 50 Ways to Support Your Child's Special Education, and I write about special needs for about.com at specialchildrenabout.com.com. Uh, I'd like to mention to anybody out there listening to us live that we are not taking phone calls, no matter what it says on the Blog Talk Radio site. And I have been having trouble with the chat room, so we will not have that open either. So just keep your questions to yourself. You can email or tweet them to us later if you like. And uh, we'll just talk amongst ourselves here. Um, it's nice to be back after we missed last week. I guess we both wound yes. up missing it, didn't we, Nicole? We did. So I hope you all enjoyed your Friday mornings. I hope you slept in. I hope you uh, found something else to listen to when you went about your business. And uh, we are happy to be back today. I was out last week because my son went to the Special Olympics in our state, went to our mm-hmm. state games, and it was very exciting. Um, our local games have are sort of not really well attended and sort of loosely organized. So to go to the state level and see what a massive volunteer effort it is and how you've got thousands of people there who are just pleased as can be to see your kid, which is <laughs> yeah, not an experience yeah. we often have in the world, and, yeah. uh, you know, in an atmosphere of, of respect and, uh, you know, cheerfulness and uh, support. Uh, it was really a nice experience and uh, to see businesses who, you know, sponsor things there instead of saying, mm-hmm. we don't want your people here or, you know, <laughs> giving you a hamburger. Yeah. That's always nice to see. It's just a really positive, encouraging event. And, of course, they have health care for, for the people with disabilities who are there, which is a, a major mission of special Right. <laughs> it was a really, really nice experience. Not a particularly inclusive experience, but a very nice experience. Well, and people are trying uh, to call me. I'm talking. Oh, <laughs> go away. Okay. Nine, nine chances out of ten, it's somebody trying to sell me a different energy plan. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> hang up on them. So how are things going with you, Nicole? Things are going great, thank you. We're on holidays and um, just enjoying the the time that we have and the no homework and the no uh, stress in the morning and all of those things that comes with the school year. So we're kind of in major relaxation mode. So I'm looking forward to catching up on some of my favorite podcasts and TV shows and all those various things that we don't get a chance to do in the school year. And, Uh yeah, we are – Vacation We've got mode. two more weeks of algebra here, so after that I will enjoy it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, algebra. Anyway, algebra, um, yes. speaking of the uh, end of school, I know that our guest today is on her first day of summer vacation with her kids, too, and <laughs> she's thankfully joining us because I know that she had to get up as early as I did this morning. She's on <laughs> the West Coast with me, <laughs> so... I really, really appreciate it. We have our guest, Wendy Cruz, here with us today. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, our pleasure. I just wanted to quickly let our audience know what we're talking about today. We are going to be discussing the importance of having a support system 
people and resources when you're advocating for your child's special education, and whether that be inclusive education or some form of um, special education, then we we want you to understand and, and we want to sort of get the audience ideas and tips and ways to create a network of people and to use those people to help you further um, you know the the goals that you would like for your children and uh, how to accomplish that. So, and what better person than to talk to about uh, creating a network? Uh, Wendy, actually, now I'm not sure exactly what year you did this, Wendy, but you have created the Military Special Needs Network for um, people with uh, disabilities and special needs and who are in the military, correct? Yes, ma'am. We started in, um, well, we started... A, um, a local support group when we were stationed in Seattle. And, okay. Um, and that's kind of where it all began, and it sure has evolved over these past few years. And, um, you know, it's it's super easy in the military to feel um, isolated. And mm-hmm. um, that's really where it, it kind of all began. I felt like we, I was the only Navy family that had a child with disabilities. Right. And so um, seeking out help from or just identifying other parents um, and, and trying to it's, – it's easy to keep in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started seeing that, oh, there there are other people that have children with disabilities, and let's meet. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. We, we evolved um, pretty quickly. We went from uh, 10 people the first month to over 200 about a year and a half later. Oh, fabulous. Good, and you, uh, you've now got, you, you're now advocating through various means on Facebook, social media. You've got, um, you know, an information website on the internet. So yes. lots of things going on. We and do. We're a we're a peer to peer organization. So we're not experts. We're mm-hmm. parents, right alongside other families that are on this journey too. And mm-hmm. we we really provide that family support and that emotional connection that you know that we all crave that we all need. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, we often live dual lives. You know, we've got the mm-hmm. military life, the deployments, the workups, the moving, the you know, all of the the life that encompasses the military, and then we have the special needs life. Mm-hmm. You know, we move average. Two to three years, every two to three years we move. Mm-hmm. And so we're constantly mm-hmm. seeking resources and information to, you know, navigate our worlds and to, and to advocate for our family. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the challenges, you know, each state has different laws and procedures, even terminology. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. yeah. we're, we're constantly in a state of learning just as fast as we can, and, and it can be really overwhelming. And so, in a state um, of just... And building people around you to help you out and absolutely support you in your in your um, goals and what you're doing in your life. So definitely an, a population that really works to create a network and really tries to bring people around them for sure. Absolutely, we um, it's it's so helpful to have peers you know right alongside you that. You know, it, it reminds you that first of all, you're not alone, and you can stand up and advocate. And 
you know, we, we really try um, to empower our families and, um, you know, provide that information for military resources. And we have working documents to help people with their paperwork. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we keep them updated with news and within, you know, the special needs world within our military. And we've got live chats and um, with people and we've been professionals from, you know, all over the world that can give us that emotional connection. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, our Facebook page is super active and, um, with, you know, real-time questions and answers and perspectives. Yeah, so yeah. It's, That's great. I, I think the the biggest, and this is, this is just such a passion um, of mine, but, you know, having that friend to help you navigate the waters, it yeah. just, it makes you feel... Um, like we belong, and mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's just always easier to climb a mountain when you've got somebody there to help you. Exactly, right alongside. Exactly. Now, and I just want to backtrack, Wendy, and and I'm looking at my next question, and it makes me think of the conversation that we had recently about inclusion and how military families of all people seek to be included, not just for their child with special needs, but for their entire family mm-hmm. in in the community, in, you know, various situations. Why is that important over, why is inclusion overall important to you and your family, not just your child well, with special needs? Sure. Honestly, um, I'm new to inclusion. Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds that sounds strange, but my daughter's been in she's been in public education for three years, mm-hmm. but because of her multiple disabilities, she's always been in self-contained environments. Right. I didn't know any difference, and you know, honestly, I was just grateful that the school system gave her the opportunity for education, with you know little bits of inclusion here and there. But about nine months ago, I began questioning whether or not. You know, my daughter was achieving her fullest potential in that self-contained environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's unfortunate. It took a, a couple of really big challenges with the school for me to understand what inclusion should look like. And, you know, I've learned that inclusion, it's so much more than a concept. It's an approach. It's an attitude. Mm-hmm. And it equals belonging. Yes. Now, for my daughter, when I, when I look at it from my daughter's point of view... Inclusion to me means that she is not defined by her disabilities. She's mm-hmm. a person. She's a mm-hmm. six-year-old, and she should be accepted by others and treated fairly. Yeah. And for her to have the opportunity to be involved and engaged, that is just, that's a perfect world. Yeah. And, you know, and then when I look at it from others' perspective, inclusion it really redefines diversity, <laughs> you know. It mm-hmm. it helps them mold values. And, you know, people have the opportunity to get to know, you know, people like, like my daughter as a person, not yeah. as a, a disabled person. Yeah. Um, it just, it, it it's hard, you know, as a parent, you know, my daughter is quadriplegic and she's nonverbal. Mm-hmm. She doesn't often get invited to birthday parties and, outings with kids her age Mm -hmm. but inclusion it provides the opportunity to foster friendships Mm -hmm. and it's just to have other children and other adults even to get to know her 
and share experiences. It's just, it's beautiful things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know I completely agree with you. And now, with inclusion being relatively new to you and your family, are there any ways or were there any ways this past school year in which your daughter became included in a school activity? Can you describe she's, that for us? Sure. She's um, she's in a special day class at her elementary mm-hmm. school. Yesterday was the last day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And she spends um, she spends the majority of her day in the, within the self-contained classroom. Um, this past year, she was included with her peers in library and music and recess. Her mm-hmm. one-on-one aide went with her to the classes to help her participate. And within the community, she is a helper in my older daughter's Girl Scout troop. And she is just loved and accepted by all of those that, you know, live in our neighborhood and that we, you know, work and play with all the time. So she is definitely loved (laughs) within our community. Yeah, no, that's fabulous. And like you said, this is something fairly new to you and that you're going to continue to investigate and advocate for and talk with people about for the next school year and how your daughter's going to become more included uh, at the school level. So that's great. Now, what what are some ways in which you think you're going to talk to the school or advocate for inclusion? Uh, Now, I know the focus of this this topic is, is building your network of people and your resources what are some other ways do you think that you're going to do that? Um, well, I think, the, I think the most important way that we as parents can advocate for inclusion is to sit down and define what inclusion means to us and mm-hmm. to our child. You know, read stories on inclusion, research websites, just like the Inclusive Class. I mean, you have a phenomenal website, and I can't tell you how many times that I have researched and printed out and sent people to it because it's all about the you know informing your becoming informed about the Mm -hmm. the resources that are available um sit down with the teachers both you know special ed and mainstream teachers and collaborate to create an inclusive environment um one of the big things is get involved with your school and your community Mm -hmm. You know, it's my job as a parent to educate others on my daughter's needs so that we can make, you know, we can work together and make events and programs, classrooms inclusive for all children's abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I know Terry often talks about that as well, being involved mm-hmm. with your child's school and ways to do that. So that's a great point. Thank you. Yeah, I I can't imagine how difficult it must be for military families who are constantly relocating because it must seem like you just get in there and you get everything figured out, you get yourself established, you make your connections, and then you're going someplace else. Um, (laughs) That's a whole different challenge. (laughs) It's like you have to sort of have have a connection kit that you bring with you from one place to another and you unpack it and you do these same things over and over again. But um, when I think of how much effort it was, to do even staying in the same place for my kids' entire schooling. I can't even imagine doing it over and over. And, uh, you know, God bless you all for having to do that. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> but I imagine that that you sort of get into a routine with it, and uh, as with everything else, I'm sure with your life, and uh, it gets easier maybe in different places. Um, why do you think it's important for families who have children with special needs uh, to seek resources and support when advocating? Well, um, I, I believe you know it, it truly takes a team of loyal and honest professionals and parents to you know, map out the road to success for children with special needs. Mm-hmm. You know, as parents, we've got to be knowledgeable about our child's abilities and, and seek mm-hmm. resources and support so we can feel, you know, empowered as a valued member of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, again, yeah. it, it, we've got to arm ourselves with knowledge in order to be effective. And you know, in, in looking at what we're trying to achieve, but also to avoid being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm, you know, it's right. unfortunate, but this lesson, most of us learn it the hard way. And, you know, uh, for instance, um, you know, with inclusion, we've had some challenges at, this year at our, at our school. Mm-hmm. And through, But through seeking out support here locally, you know, I found out that our district actually has inclusion specialists that work on cases mm-hmm. like mine. So had I not sought out those resources, I'm not sure inclusion would even be a possibility for us. Mm -hmm. So it is just super important that our families seek out help and and build a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was when you mentioned before that you started out, you were just grateful that she was getting an education. I think that's that there's like stages stages of special education for parents. When you start out, you're, oh, thank God, and everybody's so nice, and everybody knows what to do, and it's so wonderful that they all care about your kid and want to do these. And then you start thinking, well, wait, how come, you know, how come she's not making these goals? How come she's not doing this? And then you start doing some research, and you start finding out that it should be different, and then you start battling, and suddenly the people aren't as nice and friendly and Um, not as happy to see you. And... uh, it's, you know, and then you yeah. maybe go off too far on the other end of the scale as being too demanding, and eventually you get to the place where you have to work with people and, uh, you know, come to the table informed and expect them to do the same. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, I think it's, a, it's really challenging sometimes. And, yes, and, yes. You know, I, I there's not a manual. You, no. No, and there are, you know, certainly, uh, as we were talking a little bit before the broadcast, there are certainly people who have different philosophies, genuine, genuinely different philosophies. And so mm-hmm. they're maybe not going to tell you things because they think it's not the right idea and therefore they're not going to bother your pretty little parent head with it. So, um, right. you know, it's it's... <laughs> you know, it's a challenge to to just modulate that correctly and get the information you need and work well. And... uh you know, certainly to start building a support system of professionals who get it is an important thing, as, you know. Absolutely. And uh, especially, I would think, even if you're going from location to location, you might be able to call on somebody from the previous district who got it to communicate with the people in the new one. Because sometimes mm-hmm. they'd rather That's hear it from a, from a peer. <laughs> um, but uh, um, what are some of the things that you've done to create a support system for your family? Well, um, our system is, and I have a system. <laughs> I think all military families, we have got a system. Oh, you would have so, to, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, our, our, my own particular system is twofold. And on one side, you know, I've got our care teams. And the other side, we have family support. 
So I started by writing down my daughter's teams. So we've got our medical, respite care, military support, Mm -hmm. therapies, state services, education. And then (laughs) I started writing down members on each one of these teams, and I was shocked to see just how many people it takes to create a support system for one child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we have 12 doctors that we see multiple times a year. I have three nurses, seven therapists, teachers, aides, and a huge ton of paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) And not only do I see these people often, but I've got to keep everybody on the same page mm-hmm. right? with my daughter. So keeping uh, keeping the lines of communication for this many people yeah. is um, really challenging. But then on the, on the family support side, you know, I, I don't only write down actual family members, but friends, you know, both local mm-hmm. and online that are vital to our success. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these people are the glue that holds us together. Right. So, and I actually have a a huge. I carry a binder. I have lots of binders, but I carry <laughs> one with me, and it's uh, you know a cute little page, and it's you know Addie's combat support system, right? because it takes you know thirty people for one child. Yeah. And then of course, yeah. then you've got your other page for my older neurotypical child. <laughs> and, um, but it's in. It's important for our, especially our military families, when we're moving mm-hmm. constantly, this list yes. changes. Yeah. And it's important for us to keep it organized as best we can and, uh, yeah. and everybody on the same page. Yeah, and I mean, it's I easy, easier to recreate it in a new um, location if you have a road map, you know. <laughs> if you know exactly. you're, you're going to need that many people, yeah. you can start picking them early rather than, oh, my gosh, how do I rebuild this from scratch? Right, yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question, Terry, if you don't mind um, me jumping sure, in ahead. here. Yeah. I, t- Wendy, how, I'm thinking more on the, the support side, the, the family and the friend side. How, what are some ways that you or um, that you've seen other people do? How do people reach out to others? Um, it's really hard when you have a child with special needs. It, it, your time is... You know, it's con- consumed with activity and doctor's visits and you know, uh, meetings. <laughs> well, how does one reach out and what avenues can they use to build uh, uh, people around them? And well, you know, as, that's a great question. Um, a lot, for the majority of us, we don't need one more meeting. We're, I mean, our schedules are jam-packed. Yeah. We found yeah. that... Yeah, the majority of our families are seeking support online. They're looking okay. for others that they can chat with at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And they can, um, you know, foster their relationships online. Mm-hmm. So, right. that, you know, I, I know that the majority of my really close friends live on the Internet. <laughs> and yeah. Because yeah. I just don't have time to go and... Know, meet locally. I do. I, I definitely have a, a great uh, network of, of friends here locally. But um, gosh, we have therapy eight times a week. Yeah. <laughs> we. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's hard to, um, you know, nurture relationships and foster friendships outside of the internet. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so social so, yeah, media it, is quite a large component then. Absolutely. It mm-hmm. is. Um, 
yay for Facebook because yeah. um, I think that's where the majority of our families can connect. Yeah, it's been such right. a online has been such a boon for parents of children with special needs. I I know when mm. I we first adopted our kids, it was in the uh, early 90s, and it was just starting to get going with, like, email lists were a thing. And just being able to access people in the same place, I mean, in the same place in their parenting, all over the country and, and the world, actually, was, you know, that's not, uh, there's not that many people adopting from Russia in my neighborhood, but I can go yeah. online yeah. and I can suddenly be talking to a 100 of them and seeing that some of them are having the same problems, and it was... You know, it's certainly grown from there into Facebook and into websites and into online support groups. It's just been, mm-hmm. I don't know what we all would have done without this. <laughs> We've gone from being isolated to being networked like crazy. So right. I don't know much of that. But I the professionals, know. I think we're slow in realizing that we can talk to each other now. <laughs> yes. And how empowering that is for us as parents and how scary yeah. it is for yeah. professionals. So, it really um, is. It really is. You know, somebody disagreed with me, and so I brought in, you know, the next day a survey of people across the country of where their kids with my daughter's exact disabilities were in school, and they were all in inclusion classes. So it's not just, you know, oh, Mrs. Morrow, you don't know. We don't do that. Well, they're doing that in these states. Why the hell aren't they doing it here? So yeah, it exactly. was, you know, and I had to say, Okay. <laughs> But so that's wonderful that you've been able to. It would be even more important for military families since they don't necessarily have a geographical base. Um, right. I know that when we moved, we we've only been in San Diego for almost two years, and I was able to, you know, network through through mine through MSNN. I was able to find people in San Diego that were parents before we even moved here. Get that connection oh, to find out who's yeah, the doc, yeah. who are good doctors. Yeah. Where are places yeah. to avoid? Where to live? Right. Um, what's the commute like? And yeah. Um, yeah. that right there yeah. was vital. Uh-huh. So that's, that's just amazing. Just absolutely. So, and, you know, networking from our insurance, um, which is a total another topic, but, um, <laughs> you know, networking from yeah. people moving from one region to the next and the differences in terminology is mm-hmm. crazy between the regions. So yeah. um, just having having that online support, it's it's just vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, um, we've already talked a little bit about your organization and how it, it helps families online. Uh, what else uh, does it do to help families advocate for their children with special needs, and where can our listeners find it? Well, we ha- our website is www.militaryspecialneedsnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, if you search the same thing on Facebook, you'll see us. Um, we've we're building our blogging community right now. We've got a, some phenomenal writers that talk about their experiences, and and I think Great. that that is so important, you know, for for families to identify with each other. I've yeah. learned so much from reading mm-hmm. um, other military family stories. And, and you know, and, and other you know bloggers, simply because it, it helps you feel like nope, I'm I'm normal, <laughs> I'm not alone, <laughs> and it's it's therapeutic. Um, yeah, you know, it, this is hard. This is a hard life. Um, we get wrapped up in our children's needs, and we neglect ourselves. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it's hard to we we have emotions as parents, and. It, we set it aside so we can care for our child. And so to have the p- 
parents and professionals to be able to come together and talk about the way they feel mm-hmm. and address it. Um, it's just an emotional connection mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. all crave, that we all need. Yeah. Which is another so, upside to the whole networking concept. Sorry, I had to interject mm-hmm. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But we've got some upcoming webinars coming out um, that are going to, you know, just basic information. There's not a guide. There's not a manual that yeah. comes with your diagnosis. I wish there was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to how to navigate the world, how to where to start. Oh, unfortunately, we're about a minute and a half from the end here, so yeah. we got to ring the school bell and wrap it up. But that's really great information you're sharing with people, and I encourage everybody uh, who's interested to go to your uh, website and check it out and check out all the great resources there. Uh, I think it will be worth their uh, time. Uh, thank you for being our guest today, and I would like to thank our thank listeners you. for t- tuning into our program this morning. Please join us for ne- next week's show when we will talk with Catherine Beals, who will talk about ways to help our unique children thrive in today's classroom. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where Nicole tweets under the name Inclusive underscore Class, and I am at Mamatude, M-A-M-A-T-U-D-E. Wendy, are you on Twitter? I believe you are, aren't you? I, uh, you know, Twitter's a new thing. I've got to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm okay, on. so don't I'm follow on her on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I, I am on there. I'm on Facebook. Okay, what is your uh, handle? Mill mil special, mil special Needs or Mill Spec okay, Needs. Okay, all right. Take a look yeah. for that. And finally, you can download yeah. our past <laughs> podcasts for free on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, goodbye, everybody, and have a great week. Goodbye. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.